Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to show 99. 99 doggone shows, man. I can hardly believe it. it seems like I was just doing the first show the other day. Man, time flies. Well, these are not flying times, as you know, Raider fan, and as I do too. Before we get into the show, I got some shouts out. I haven't done that for a while. I want to shout out right now to my good Raider brother, Robert Moorhead and Tokai Japan. Thank you so much, man. You rock. You're always posting. You're very active in the nation. And I know you're furthest one away from the action. So right on. It's a shout out to you and the family there, the Moorhead family. Here's a shout out to Denny and John at Station 7. We call it Station Heaven. And those two guys have to listen to my podcast there. And uh, they put up with me and this whole show thing. And so I have to give them a shout. So shout out to you guys. And here's a special shout out to Doug Hopkins, who's coming on down to the Cleveland Browns game at home here in Oakland, California. The black hole, the notorious land of the Raider Nation. He won the tickets. Uh, of course, we'll have a Raider Rick to give those tickets away at the game. And Doug will be there as well with a special guest. And uh, we'll be looking forward to that. And without further ado, today's pregame show. Yeah. Yeah. Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. Oaktown. Oh, don't you know? Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. That's right, Raider fans. This is going to be the pregame. We'll talk a little bit about the Browns and what's going on. Jordan lights a fire under the cans of the offense. Tim Brown pops off again. You know, I think Tim will always be a Raider, and that's why he's so concerned. I don't think he'd say anything unless he was very concerned. And he is concerned for good reason. We'll go over that. And a perspective, of course, Shell has my vote. We'll go over the comments form section, and that should wrap up the show. So, without any further ado, let's go to our story. Okay, the Cleveland Browns are no laughing matter. I've seen a lot of the forums out there in Raiderland, and guess what? The majority of them are wrong. There are some people who understand the facts here, but the Cleveland Browns, uh, they beat us last year by a whopping two points. It was 9-7, to seven, as I like to remind all the Raider Nation, pump everybody up. But uh, Charlie Fry got his first win uh, last year, and uh, they're on a roll. And I got to tell you right now, they got some great players, and they only lost to the Ravens because the Ravens got lucky and got a lucky field goal at the end of the game in closing seconds. So the Cleveland Browns, uh, their coach, Romeo Cornell, is no joke. He is another outcast of the Bill Belichick system at the Patriot Rats. And, uh, well, he's an offshoot, whatever you want to call him, but he's not a bad coach. He's inspired those guys. He's serious business, and he means business. Their defense is pretty doggone good and will put pressure on us the majority of the day. We do have a good chance of winning this game. I said it last year. I meant it last year. I'm saying it this year, and you can take that to the bank this year. We can beat the Cleveland Browns at home if, I say if, Tom Walsh allows our players the opportunity to win. 
That's plain and simple, Raider Nation. That's where I'm putting it right now. It's on Tommy W., mayor of Brokeback, Idaho. Yes, Tom Walsh is going to be playing for his job, actually coaching for his job, I believe, this game, because I know Al Davis and Art Shell will not put up with this kind of garbage any further. 0-3 is a drastically bad place to start, and I don't believe the Raiders want to start there. Well, neither do the Browns, because the Browns have seen a lot of injuries and uh, over the last couple seasons. This year they've had some re-injuries uh, to some key players, and I'll go over that. But the Raiders haven't even been able to complete an offense with not even a touchdown, six points total in two games. That's brutal. And no doubt that they think we're a pushover. They consider this to be their first win of the season because they are 0-3. But they've been seeing light at the end of the tunneling. Following their close loss to Baltimore, the Browns dominated the Ravens early and lost only on a last-minute field goal. Playmakers like Kevin Winslow and Brylan Edwards, you guys know these names because they're big names. They've shown no struggles, except for just in this last game against the Ravens, like a little banged up. Not bad enough not to play. Charlie Fry came out and did pretty well. However, Charlie Fry also has gotten 12, count them, 12 sacks this season. It's not like the Browns are a powerhouse at this point because they're still banged up. And even Drones, Ruben Drones is a very good running back. He's been injured. He's listed as questionable for Sunday's game. Don't count him out. I bet you he plays because that's just one of the things in the NFL. He's rushed 25 times for 59 yards. So that's not something insane, but it's probably more than Jordan's run for. (laughs) And it's not about that, man. It's about the W. I don't care if they win by a hair, but the Raiders got to win this doggone game. Some of the other other injuries that they have on the Browns team are Joe Jerovicious. He's got some rib problems. He got hit pretty hard. I don't know. He'll probably play. Brian Russell's safety as an elbow defensive end. Simon Frazier has a shoulder problem. Willie McGinnis has a calf injury, but he'll probably play as well. Kevin's Wendell Sr. has a bad knee. That's a questionable thing. I don't know if he's going to play or not, but if he can barely walk, I bet you they have his ass out on the field. You can take that to the doggone bank. I'll tell you this once again, Raider fans. The Raiders uh, really need to get a victory here, as you well know. Uh, We are underdogs in this game. I believe it was three and a half points. It could be more than that now. That's the last time I checked. We are underdogs at home once again against the lowly Brownies. We were not underdogs last year, and I guess everyone must have thought that we were going to win, including the team, because we came out and we were extremely anemic. And by the time our blood pressure got up to someone alive, we were pummeled and the game was lost. This year... You know, this season, this game, I'm very excited. We got to get a victory. We have to pull out this win. There's a no-doubt situation attitude with the Raider Nation, with the Raiders organization. And if you listen to Art Shell, which I'll talk about later on in the podcast, he really means business. And I know what he's telling the, the, the press, he's telling us as well. The offensive line has changed up. They've practiced with some different formations, which is good. That's a really good thing. I think they've been practicing also on the short game. 
If they're not, then they're very foolish. I believe that Jordan should get some screen passes this game, which he hasn't gotten one. Thank you, Sean, from the Raider Tank, for this tidbit of information. This entire season, 70 last year. I'm hoping that uh, this Tom Walsh will get his butt together because I'm just flipping out about it. I don't blame the players totally. They have to have a good plan in order to start. You don't build a house with crappy plans. That's for sure. you got to have a good plan to be successful in the NFL. In this professional league, you have to have a doggone great plan. Forget a good plan. And we have the offense to do it. We have the people that can do it. The offensive line is sore, but it's not impossible. We did have sparks of light and sparks of the light at the end of the tunnel with Andrew Walter. My prediction is we will beat the Browns soundly for us 20, and I'm going to give him this, two field goals, 20-6 to at home here in Oakland. We will dominate this game on defense, and we will dominate on offense at least until the half. This is my this is my prediction. We should be able to win this game. We should be able to win this game with our defensive backs on the defense and the front rush which we've been getting because the Cleveland Browns offensive line is very much like ours. Actually, it's worse. Their center is like a fifth string guy. They've had trouble with their offensive line just like we have. We have to take advantage of that. We have to get the push up the middle. We have got to cause the turnovers. And a defensive touchdown is not out of the question. I think this game is the game that Derek Burgess comes out big and makes a statement. I think Burgess has been tired of taking it on the wrong side. They have him on the left. They should put him on the right where he's supposed to be. But, hey, that's not me. I'm I'm just making my opinion. However, he needs to get in there and start the sack master action happening again this season. I know he can do it. He's done it before. And he's done it against his team. Charlie Fry is gun shy. Charlie Fry has been pummeled this year. 12 sacks. Absolutely pummeled. Sounds like our quarterbacks. At least we split our sacks out between Walter and Brooks. This guy's taking every hit. His team really likes him, though. And remember, he beat us last year. But right here on the Raider Nation podcast, 20-6. to That's my prediction. I know it's off the chart. I know it sounds kind of weird, but I believe this totally can happen. I will be there in the parking lot at the game. RaiderNationPodcast.com. Check it out. I should have my banner up there. We'll have our tent. We'll have some things going on. Stop by. Check it out. Bottom line, Raiders can beat the Browns. We better beat the Brownies. And like I said, I sent a little podcast over there, the Cleveland Browns podcast. And I sent them a nice little note saying that there will be no bones for the dogs this weekend. Okay? The cupboard, it is bare. Okay? That's what I'm talking about. We're going to paddle the dogs and send their ass packing. Okay. That's about all I have to say for the game. You know, there's not a whole lot going on as far as who's going to be playing against who. There's a lot of questionable things. You know, we've had the bye week as well. We've had the opportunity to heal and practice. Um, and you know what? I'm just going to go right into this. Art Shell has my vote.
know how I feel about Art. I think he is the man. There's some things that I like about him the most. You guys know his honesty, his integrity. The way he talks to us is the same exact way he's talking to his players. And you know how I know that? Timmy Brown says that. And he's a pretty honest guy, too. Plus, you can feel it with this guy. He's not a used car salesman. Art Shell is an honest guy, probably to a fault. The press tries to take advantage of him. If you notice, he's a lot smarter this time than he was the last time. He doesn't get so emotional, doesn't have to get that emotional when the press presses this guy. He keeps his cool. That's what age will do to you. Trust me, I have some experience. <laughs> That's pretty funny. At least I think so. Okay, so Archell has my vote. Now his my vote for him is this, and this is my confidence in Archell. I believe that he, at the man, the age that he is, and the maturity level that he has, will see that Tom, mayor of Brokeback, Idaho, is not the man for this particular task, and that he will be looking for offensive help in other parts of the team. Like I said, John Shoup, he can help along with the offense. There's other minds there that can actually help this happen. Now, if the egos gets in the way, that's another place that, that Art Shell can be very, very good. He can manage the situation, take in all the facts, and make some good decisions. I know that Tom Walsh is not the man for the job. I knew from the beginning. Let's hope that, and I have total hope, I have total faith that Art's going to see through that and either hire another coordinator for sure at the beginning of next season Address the, the play calling at this point right now and do that himself. And don't let Tom Walsh run the offense, which I think he's taking more interest in and being much more active in as each game has progressed. Because you're seeing changes that I don't think Tom Walsh is doing. I don't think Art Shell is right there. I don't think Art Shell is calling the plays like some coaches do. I think Tom Walsh is making all the play calling or the majority of it, up till lately. If you noticed Archell in the first two games, he was doing a lot of walking and some talking on the walkie-talkie on his little headset. Now he's got the plays in his hand, and he's going back and forth, and he's talking a whole lot more on the sideline to Tom Marabrook back Idaho. Okay? I think that Archell now is going to be making those decisions instead of letting Tom Walsh have the reins. It's pitifully, obviously, obvious that Tom Walsh has lost control here of the ability to control the offense. I think Archell is our man, and he's going to prove it here against the Brownies on Sunday. Okay, let us move on, onward and upward to the next story, the next drama. Okay, I'm talking about drama because we're talking about Lamont Jordan, who really, um, last season, came out very dramatic, very heavy duty. And then you saw his kind of jokester side too. Lamont has to make it happen too. So Lamont Jordan comes out before the Browns game. and He's trying to light a fire, as my son would say, under the offense's ass. We're talking about all the offense. Okay. Taken from an article in uh, written by Steve Cochran in the inside Bay Area. Let me let me go over some of the things that uh, Jordan had to say. 
Jordan said that the Raiders got dominated by the Baltimore Ravens and let the San Diego Chargers do whatever they wanted to do in our stadium. Both times we walked off the field embarrassed. Jordan directed the bulk of his wrath at the Raiders' offense and the offensive players. The Raiders did not score a touchdown in either of their first two games this season, and Sunday's game against the Cleveland Browns, they go into it with the worst-ranked offense of all teams per game this year, which is not something that I'm proud of, not something that the rest of the Raider Nation is proud of. He says, offensively, he had th- we had three bye weeks, Jordan said. We definitely hadn't shown up to play football. I'm calling the offense out, he says. I'll say it. We need to step up and play harder. We need to play offensive line. We need to play running backs. We need to play ride receivers. We need to play quarterback. But we need to play. We all really need to step it up, and we need to make this game happen and play it like it's supposed to be played. The problems have been wide-ranging. The offensive linemen haven't blocked across the board. Four botched snaps from center in the last two games, you know, which has all happened in one game, last game. Lamont Jordan hasn't gotten very many yards on the ground. That's due to the offensive line as well, and also the play calling. So Jordan says they come out and hit us in the mouth for 60 minutes, and we responded by retreating. I didn't think we came out and played football, he says. That's a pretty harsh statement by Jordan, but he calls it the truth. He says that uh, he's willing to put it up, and he's willing to take the criticism, and he's ready to take it down. But I'll tell you this. Lamont Jordan is kind of the spokesperson we haven't heard from this season, and after the two losses, I think he was just trying to hold it in too long. I don't think he can hold it in. He's just like me. I'm a big mouthpiece at the firehouse. I, when I get all emotional about something, I can't hold it in. i got to let it out. And he's just being him, and he's being honest. This isn't a reason for the nation to get down or everybody to get depressed, because the truth is the truth, and what he's talking is the truth. I say, way to go, Lamont. Way to get out there and let it happen. Because if everybody else sees it, you see it, what is it? It's a 300-pound gorilla in the room, or the 300-pound woman in the room, or the 300-pound, or the 500-pound, or the 800-pound, whatever. But it's big, and it's in the doggone room. So, let's look at it, let's realize it, let's move on. Let's play football. I like Lamont Jordan. Anyway, let's get down to downtown Timmy Brown. Shall we? Because downtown Timmy Brown has been letting it out. Now, Robert Moorhead of the Tokai Outpost of the Raider Nation has (laughs) put it on my comments forum. He put on the whole uh, Browns, Timmy Brown's uh, interview, I guess you'd call it, or statement. And this is what his subject matter is titled. Mr. Raider has spoken and Tom Walsh must go. I agree totally. Okay, so let's go to what Timmy Brown said. Retired receiver Timmy Brown, nine-time Pro Bowl selection, Mr. Raider for 16 seasons. That's a long time. And he he's familiar with Shell's first coaching go-around and Tom Walsh's offense, which in two games generated 129 and 162 total offensive yards, which is... Vastly offensive to this Raider fan. 
Although he spent his final season with John Gruden in Tampa Bay, a retired Raider still keeps in touch with his members of his team. Well, no doubt. He is Mr. Raider. He's been here long enough to say whatever the hell he wants, I think. And he's going to tell you right now, I was, I was on some of the bad teams there, but we were never devoid of leadership, Brown said. Be it me, be it Marcus Allen back in the day, be it Howie Long, be it whoever, uh, we never were devoid of leadership, and I think now the locker room is barren. Well, I have to disagree because I think Jordan's in there, and I think that if he steps it up a notch himself, he could even be more of a leader. He says he never played with Warren Sapp. He's not necessarily hearing bad things about Sapp, but he's not hearing that he's one of the driving forces in the locker room. I have to agree with you about Sapp on that one, Timmy. So when we have a team out there where everyone's just out playing uh, and the guys are playing hard, it looks like the guys are flying around, it doesn't seem to be a, have the problem, but there's a division between Art and the team, and you got to have someone in the locker room to close that division. And I think, myself, that it's going to be Lamont Jordan. Brown made an analogy to his own relationship with his father. He said, It's good, one, largely because Tim's older brother acted as the middleman between him and his dad. What I didn't understand was I was thinking I'd do my own thing, Brown recalled. My big brother would say, No, just listen to what he said and just do it. Sooner or later, you're going to be able to do your own thing, but just do what he says here first. And he talks about how his dad talked, and you know, we've always been there. And that's kind of sort of the way he talks about how Art was. And uh, Art has to realize that these are kids, and he has to realize not all of them are kids, but he's got to treat them that way, <laughs> I think. Um, what Timmy Brown here is saying, in essence, is there's a communication issue, and you got to have that leadership in the locker room, and you got to have that leadership to bridge the gap. Just like I said in my last podcast about how we should have somebody bridging the gap between Jerry Porter and Art Shell and the rest of the organization. It is just so freaking important that that happens. I can't even say. We need Jordan to be activated. I mean, active, and we also need Porter to be activated and off the bench. There hasn't been a mention of Jerry Porter here either, which really leads me to think that he's not going to play, which I think for the nation, we're getting doggone tired of seeing him not play, especially at home. Timmy Brown also says things like this. It was a horrible offense way back when. We just had to make plays up ourselves and make things happen. In 1994, the Raiders allowed the second most sacks in the AFC. Boy, does that sound familiar. This team was penalized for a record-setting 156 penalties. Quarterback Jeff Hosteller was at odds with head coach Art Shell and Tom, mayor of Brokeback, Idaho, Walsh. As a result, Hostetler, along with Tim Brown, began to make up their own plays, throwing their hands up in the air and going their huddle, like I said, and making their own plays. Twelve years later, it's the same coaching staff and the same situation. The players are seemingly smarter than their coaches. No doubt, I can see that on Randy Moss's face. When Shell named Alvis Wittes as team's second wide receiver prior to week one, he affirmed the above criticism. No shit. I cannot even believe Art Shell 
named Alvis Whitehead or dim-witted as the team's second wide receiver. Blows me away. In 111 regular season appearances, the 32-year-old witless head has caught just 51 passes for 788 total yards. Yet for reasons beyond explanation, Alvis Witless Head remains the starter ahead of proven Jerry Porter, a more athletic Ronald Curry, and the potentially game-changing Johnny Morant. That I still do not understand. On Sunday, when the 0-2 Raiders meet the 0-3 Cleveland Browns, the 24-year-old quarterback Andrew Walter will be starting for his first NFL game since entering the NFL as a third-round draft choice in 2005. Meanwhile, Walter's favorite target, Johnny Morant, will start the game from the bench. Okay, you know what? I can go on and on and on on this particular article. But guess what? It ain't positive, and I'm being positive. I am positive that we will do well in this game. There's every reason not to have hope. But I'm telling you, Raider Nation, I got hope. I got hope just like you should have hope. So let's get down to the comments forum section, shall we? Central Coast Cali Raider Ben comes in. Subject, Raiders team. We don't need a new coach or a new quarterback. Coach Shell is probably the best coach we've had since John Gruden. That is what I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but but they, that's only my thought. Quarterback, psh, come on. We got three. Still looking for more? Come on. Let's see what we can get before we're looking for a fourth. Well, one thing we need to get rid of and look for a better one is the so-called offensive coordinator, Tom fucking Walsh. Excuse my language before he takes the Raiders down. There's another fan right there. And he says, what's up with Jeff George? I was looking at the Raiders team transactions and he was released September 2nd. Yes, he was because Jeff George did not cut the mustard. That's the deal with Jeff. Unfortunately, as stupid as that sounds, I don't know what the whole thing that was. Another debacle here this season. I just don't think about it. Let's move on. Raider Paul comes in. Raiders versus Browns this week. Put me on the podcast. Raider Paul says, let me see if I can do justice to this one here. First, I'd like to say thanks for doing all you do to support the Raider Nation. Love the podcast. As a fan who's grown up with the only team that matters, I remember feeling... The feeling I got as I watched each game through the decades. Teams were scared to death to play us. We invoked that kind of mystique and dominance that led us to being the winningest team in NFL history. Now, I could dwell on the obvious fact that we aren't right now. I could dwell on the fact that Brokeback Tom should be choking his chicken in Idaho rather than insulting the Raider Nation with his truly offensive play calling. Amen, brother. Instead, I will focus on the fact that we had a great opportunity Spending two weeks preparing for the Cleveland Browns, a team that we should have rolled up last year and will roll up this week. Last year we were cursed with the Norman Gary show. Art Shell will not allow the Raiders to lose to Cleveland this week. I'm hoping the same thing, man. 
I think he may show the offensive line how to block mid-game and get the right combination of guys there. If Jordan isn't going to perform or improve his performance in his 1.9 yards per carry average, get Fargus in there. Amen. Have him run the ball down their throats. We paid a lot of money for this guy, but you've heard him, Randy Moss. Let's at least throw him five, ten times deep. You can if you got your quarterback protected, that's for sure. He says, what's up with the uh, no four-yard passes? Uh, what's the difference between a four-yard pass and a four-yard run when we need it? I believe we, we are about to happen. We just can't waste our time with the haters. Amen, I believe it. I'm totally with you, man. By the way, I've never been able to enjoy a Raider game, and he wants to go to a Raider game. Man, I'd love to send you to one, maybe next time. All the tickets have been spoken for. Um, but keep tuning in, Paul. If I can get you some tickets, I'll do my best, brother. And he says, F the haters. And you know what I'm talking about there, Raider Nation. Mike Lowry, Raider 18, PSL, he says, We need a win, no doubt. Raider Craig. Is there a way that you can post your next podcast so the fans can know? You know, I don't know. My podcasts come out when I have my days off and I have time to do them. Um, anyways, he says he lives in Florida, and this is the only way to keep up with the Raider news. And if he knows another way, Randy and I emailed him uh, to give him some some other things because he knows why the ESPN hates us so much because he, he thinks it's Tom Jackson. Well, I'm sure it has a lot to do with Tom Jackson, but they just hate us, and it's pretty bad. But as far as uh, Mike, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. The Raider Nation is going to be there big. I think this is going to be a sellout, and I think we need a win. As far as my podcasts go, let me say, I I do them when I get home. I don't have a honeydew list. And sometimes I do it when I do have a honeydew list, if you know what I'm saying. Um, and that's when I do them. So I try to make them consistent, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes the computer is down. Sometimes I get mandatory. Sometimes I work overtime. Life happens between podcasts, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. The Bald Raider talking to Mike about the same thing. And, of course, last but never least, Robert Moorhead came in with his, the Raiders. The Raider has spoke. Mr. Raider has spoken, and Tom Walsh has to go, or must go story. Excellent. Raider Nation, please get on the website, www.raidernationpodcast.com. Check out this uh, comments forum section. Put your melon on that frapper map. It's on my front page there. Let's get a picture of you. Let's get a picture of you out there as the Raider Nation. We got to have you up there because I love scrolling through that. It's a great thing to have. Let me go here with Tom. From the L.A. Times, Tim Browns seems to hit the nail on the head. That's right, sure. That's your right, man. Archell is fine, but the Raiders lack leadership in the locker room, and the team will likely never succeed with Tom, mayor of Brokeback, Idaho, Walsh, designing and calling the plays. So he says also, he guess there's a silver and black lining because we don't have T.O. as a Raider. <laughs> Oh, gosh. X-Raider Brown sees no silver lining. That's the story. It's right here. It's on the website. Check it out. There it is. Well, thank you, Raider Nation, for tuning in to the Raider Nation podcast. I surely enjoyed doing this show, even though if I do have a honeydew list. Uh, it's fall. You know, we got things to do, leaves to pick up, and all that other stuff. 
kids are in sports, school is happening, it's crazy around here, but we have Raider football, which is awesome. We'll be hitting the game, we'll be doing another video cast, so we will be getting that video cast up as soon as possible, we'll give you some pictures of the game, we'll show you Doug Hopkins from Springfield, Ohio, he's going to come and check it out, we'll have a great time, and if you're in the Coliseum, Come and check out the Renation Podcast. We are in the south lot right by the McAtee sign the majority of the time. Anyhow, we have a big old sign so you can't miss us. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Uh, I shouldn't be so nasally next time. I am hoping, and I'm hoping I'm talking about our victory on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Renation Podcast. I am Raider Craig, and I am out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know about my city? The city of O. Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of O.